All right, I have about a quick half hour of my time to give to you and your time. And I know nobody asked me, but I know some people are like, this is the year that I stop letting people walk all over me. It's the time where I stop giving an F about what anybody else thinks. For me, it's this is going to be the year that I squeeze fresh lemon on absolutely everything. Welcome back to another episode of the Buttonies to Show podcast. I don't know. What do you want to call it? It's me, Taylor Miriam Rayo, your Buttonista, a lemon enthusiast. I remember many months ago, I had an episode that was titled Seedless Lemons because I had the wonderful opportunity of discovering that Trader Joe's sells lemons without seeds. But in another very important conversation with a good friend of mine who I would consider a top chef, she's also a top 40 princess if she's listening out there, she knows who she is. She told me once that everything you cook with needs to have some sort of acidity to the recipe. So I find myself taking the liberty every now and again to just make it up on my own improv as I do right here on this very show and add a little freshly squeezed lemon to pretty much whatever it is I'm cooking. I always like to have it in a glass of water. I like to have it for feng shui on my counter, but there's just a couple recipes lately where I just do a little something fresh and listen, I know inflation, I know the grocery store is hella expensive right now, can always use lemon juice, but there's just no such thing as the real thing. And I'm putting it on breakfast foods. I'm putting it in pasta dishes. I've been on my Bobby Flay grind and it's paying off. And I think just having like a little, a little tinge of something sour, something really fresh can elevate your dish and maybe cure some of the winter blues too, if you have them out there. So welcome back to the show. It's been a nice, peaceful, calm morning in my house, but of course the UPS man is arriving right now with my Rent the Runway, hence another bathrobe episode and another day where I watch the 11 o'clock Drew Barrymore show and she's dressed, excuse me, excuse me, and she's dressed like Indiana Jones for another goddamn day. I will tell you, she is not the one in the room making fashion resolutions out there. She is not renting the runway because I don't see her bolo ties and leather vests on the app currently. But this is a really important time of year to continue to put effort into your style. I did my hair and makeup today before recording the podcast I didn't manage to get dressed yet, hence the delivery that's happening with my dog barking. But even me, the buttonista, I feel like I always fall victim to this in the winter where I do not push myself to wear good outfits. I do not fully even blow dry my hair before leaving the house, which just allows me to be cold when I'm on my dog walks, throw it into a beanie, which by all means I am team beanie, but it can really affect your mental well-being during the colder months. And me of all people should be showing you guys that you can still dress up in the winter. You can still look and feel your best. So I am resolving live right now the fact that I will continue to do that. And, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with your schedule. I mentioned last week that I kind of have been taking it you know, a little bit easy, which I'm comfortable with starting the year. You know, 
I don't want to get sick. I don't want to get burned out too fast. It's hard to get back in the swing of things. So I haven't really had a huge social schedule, but even getting out and doing, you know, a little downtown shopping, a little errand running, it doesn't hurt to, you know, put just even 50% more effort in than you normally would this time of year, because I know it makes me feel a lot better. And there's really no excuse, even though I do like to abide by a few makeup free days just to keep my skin feeling clear moisturize we all got the moisturizer reminder last week and on my instagram page i'm very glad that went over while chapstick weighed in and i do want to publish a little list of all the recommendations that people gave me for the best cold weather tips to keep your skin nice and moist a lot of lip balm recommendations lip masks i'm not into lip masks um this far into my career slash aging process but it's something that i might get into thanks to all of my loyal followers who chimed in and let me know what they're digging so today's show is brought to you by the plant hatch in clifton park right on route 146 next to my favorite nail salon don't blow it up natural nail salon and spa the plant hatch is honestly the perfect place to go when you do want to do a little reset particularly in your space If your Christmas decorations are down, your Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever holiday you celebrate, if your decorations are down, and I hope they are down, there is this emptiness that you can feel within your space. You're used to having all of this crazy decor all over. I mean, I decorate literally my bathroom, my kitchen, my living room, my spare living room, whatever. I have it all decked out exterior and interior, but the plant hatch can help fill some of those gaps when you're feeling a little sad. And renew a sense of oxygen. Plants give you oxygen. Yeah, I know that. No big deal. But they really can take up a lot of space. You have something to do, keep you occupied in the winter. You trim your plants. You give, you know, care and maintenance to your plants. But if you do that and you do it right, they grow to be big and beautiful and can just help, you know, kind of accomplish design without going over the top and having something that you can either take outside in the summertime if it lives long enough or just to put on your table you know, in a corner of a room. I'm looking at two plants right now that have really just popped off over the last few months, past couple years. And I'm very proud of my plants. You know, I'm not full-fledged plant mom, but if you want to get more into plants, go to the Plant Hatch. They're also doing a lot of great workshops. I saw Knots by Whitney. If you know her, follow her. She's awesome. She does her own macrame art. And I saw she actually did a workshop at the Plant Hatch, which I think is really cool. Again, Um, you know, if you're taking it easy, you want to kind of mix things up. You don't want to be at the bars every weekend. You don't want to be, you know, out shopping, spending tons of money. Why don't you learn a new skill and do something different and visit the plant hatch on route 146. Today's show is going to be a quick one. I only have about a half hour. I keep scheduling things in my life on, thank God it's Tuesday, the holy day, my podcast day. So I do tend to feel a little rushed and Not that much has happened in my week so far, but what is happening is we are heading into award show season in Hollywood, in the Capital Region. When you do need an excuse to get dressed up, it's probably going to be because you have to go to a gala. You have to come up with an outfit that makes you feel like you are on the red carpet. Today, thank God it's Tuesday, is the return of the Golden Globes. If you're not totally up to speed, they took a year, maybe two years off due to some drama, um, lack of diversity. People that are in the Hollywood world are upset 
with the voting process, the nomination process, things like that. So they kind of took a breather, reset themselves. Tonight they're back with Gerard Carmichael. He is a very funny comedian. He's hosting. And usually, depending on when award shows fall, they're Sundays or Mondays. So I can recap the fashions and whatnot on this show. Uh, Not that everybody cares, but I do care. I like to get a little trend report, get inspired, and just see my favorite celebs who, you know, sometimes I feel like they're my friends, even though we are not currently running in the same circle in any way, shape, or form. So I am looking forward to that. But it made me think a little bit about, you know, the award shows in general and all of the Hollywood stuff that we tend to see this time of year and how it has grown a little bit stale. And I feel like every award show, every year, there's always commentary about, you know, how they can improve it, how they can get up to speed with the times a little bit more, who's involved, who's hosting. I feel like it constantly has to be getting fresh. And honestly, I feel the same way about a lot of galas here in the Capital Region. I know that they're huge fundraising events. I know that, you know, it's kind of pay to play. The more money you have, the more involved, the more shout outs you get, the hosts, that sort of thing. But if you want to get younger people involved in all of these traditions, yearly galas and events, you need to shake it up, baby. You need to be bringing in fun bands, new hosts, different formats. It's not really that fun to just sit at a table, try not to check your phone, eat, you know, a half stale buttered roll that was set on the table at 3.30, three hours before you got there. But, you know, Hollywood's taking notes. We'll see what they have to come up with tonight. But I wonder if award shows really will eventually die out you know there's just so much social media content around the same thing do we really care about these people's opinions that are like you know dubbing certain shows or movies the absolute best I'm not a movie girl so I'm biased I don't think it really is of particular interest to me when they're more focused on movies it makes me want to watch them but the only time I really watch movies is on an American Airlines flight which hopefully I'll have many opportunities to do this year and I was actually watching a documentary this weekend on Hulu. It's um, about Victoria's Secret. It's called Angels and Demons. And it's mostly, I think, to grab headlines and people's attention. Ends up being about the founder, Les Wexner, who is still alive, actually, in, in Ohio. His relationship with the late Jeffrey Epstein. And how intertwined the two were financially, business-wise, on the side-wise. Don't know. Allegedly. Who knows? But the part that I thought was really interesting about the documentary was sort of just the rise and fall of Victoria's Secret as a brand. And one of the key components of their brand when they were really on the come up was the Victoria's Secret fashion show and how that kind of started from, you know, this little idea to modernize women's lingerie, treat it like, you know, any runway couture piece of fashion, you know, from gowns to vests and hats and all the other things you see on the runway but putting women out there to feel sexy confident beautiful and just inspire the entire brand image that at one point pretty much every woman in the country was aspiring to be in some way shape or form of course they too evolved which is what made me kind of think about the award shows is that you know now we're into real bodies and curves and skims and third love and all these other companies airy that promote Every kind of body being a sexy body. I mean, it was hard not to watch a documentary and not actually feel just so jealous still of all those runway models and how they look and wearing the wings and just what it meant for them and their careers. It used to be that, you know, in the start, Victoria's Secret 
you know, kind of got like the lower tier models or models that couldn't book gigs anymore. And with the popularization of the fashion show and their overall marketing, it became a launching pad and the pinnacle for so many people's careers, just like Sports Illustrated and things like that. So very interesting documentary if you're interested. I'm actually surprised Victoria's Secret's still kicking today. I mean, the the pink movement was all about targeting teenagers, which gets a little creepy and weird, especially when you think about Jeffrey Epstein. But overall, a good watch. I've always been an HBO Max fan, but I feel like lately I'm Team Hulu. I think Netflix can just be very stale and very much like the same show is circulating unless there's a big drop. Uh, by the way, Harry and Meghan got paid 100 million dollars to do their Netflix documentary it was six episodes that's insane I have a lot of Prince Harry thoughts now that his uh book has dropped today it's called spare but I'll spare you of them I feel like I've done a lot of royal family chit chat and I'm still I'm still sorting out my own thoughts on that I'm not really sure I think I might read the book though because I do need to practice my British accent I used to do that quite a bit on this show haven't done it in quite some time however it might make me pick up a book again in 2023 the one thing I thought was hysterical was that the book came out today or yesterday whatever this week and everybody had to start reporting on it last week because for some reason it got dropped in Spain in Spanish a week early not the intended plan so like last week the Today Show was holding up a copy of it in complete Spanish, so they can't decipher it, really. They can't get too far into the details, really. But that had to be just a little hiccup in the whole thing. And then, of course, Harry drops his explosive interviews on Kate Middleton's birthday. I mean, there's just a level of, like, uh, what's the word? Organization plotting that goes on within the royal family that I cannot even begin to comprehend. You can't even think it's a coincidence that he would drop that on her birthday the last time I think the Netflix documentary came out, something was going on with Charles. I mean, there's just no way that it's not all so calculated. But my last pop culture thought that also ties into all of this award show season, even Harry and Meghan, all of that, is, of course, as expected, I'm a little late to the party on the phrase, which some people called like the phrase of the year, or, like not the outrage of the year, but like a big talking point of 2022 is the term Nepo baby. And it's not that I never heard it because I definitely saw it on Twitter, Instagram, articles, whatever, but I didn't look too much into it. I figured I knew what it meant. I think in like plain text, like if you called like someone that you know or like, I don't know, someone around here, like it's not a spoiled brat. That's not very nice, but like the name implies somebody that, you know, has inherited or been given something. And in the case of pop culture, the definition is basically a kid who was born to famous parents. And there were a couple of viral tweets from last year that put this on the radar. And it's something that I have been saying for years. I mean, years. So I'm so glad the rest of the world is on it with me. There is no worse feeling, especially as somebody that works in entertainment and is working my little bum off to make some sort of impression on the world. There is like no... <sighs> like sigh, shoulder drop, disappointing feeling than finding out that someone famous, like mega famous, has famous parents. I don't know why. I mean, it's definitely jealousy, but it's just the idea that success for so many of our Hollywood famous friends, whatever, was not earned. And 
that's a loaded term. I don't mean that. But like was not earned, but rather like provided. Like if your father was a police officer and you're a little boy or girl growing up, you might think, you know, I want to be a police officer like my dad. This happens a lot with army families, law, law enforcement, doctors, nurses, so many uh, occupations you can learn to become and want to aspire to because of your family. So you still have to earn it. You still have to go to school, get the degree. But of course, you're kind of targeted into a certain field based on who you grew up with. So in that way, it doesn't sound so bad. But when you learn, like the tweet was that Maude Apatow, who was on uh, Euphoria, people had no idea that her dad was Judd Apatow and her mom is Leslie Mann. Leslie Mann is a very successful actress. Judd Apatow is one of the greatest filmmakers in the comedy space of all time. And of course, their daughter, lands this great role on Euphoria, breakout star, and now she's probably going to be all over the place for the next 25 years. It just, it irks me. And I'm so glad that I could come out and say it now because so many other people felt the same thing once they realized it. And every week I feel like I'm surprising myself with more that I had no idea. Like the most recent one that I found out about that I truly had no idea was Jennifer Aniston. Her father was famous. I mean, I think we all know the big ones, you know, Drew Barrymore, speaking of. Um, she came from actor families. I just read Timothy Chalamet. I mean, even Billie Eilish's parents were involved in in Hollywood in some way. I'm trying to think of some of like the classics that we all know and love. I mean, there's just so many. Zoe Kravitz, um, uh, Dakota Johnson. I just read that she's one of them. And it just it just hurts, man. I just like... I have so much props for the people, A, that started from nothing. I think I've recalled a story about Brad Pitt probably during this time, either one or two years ago on the podcast about, you know, his journey out to the West Coast to pursue this and families that drop everything with their little kids. I think like Selena Gomez has a story like that. You have so much props for parents that like trust their kids at a young age. Like how many times did I tell my parents I wanted to be in the Price Chopper Go Can Crazy commercial, you know? I mean, we submitted the commercial. I took like an acting class or two. But to have that belief in that pursuit, you know, whether it's selfishly as a parent, like you want to cash in on it or whatever, if it's from a good heart and you know that, you know, there's this crazy talent, I'm sure probably with singers, you see it a little more, you know, Taylor Swift moving to Nashville, stuff like that. But it just blows my mind that it's finally making like a full circle comeback and it doesn't mean you love these celebrities any less or you don't admire their work because you know I read a quote that said like the internet is the only people that care about like nepo babies you know casting directors don't um so perhaps these people you know are born into greatness yes I'm sure they have a skill set that's unique but to me it's just right place right time baby I mean, you are just positioned in the thick of it all where success is built, where, you know, casting directors are available, photo shoots are happening. I mean, you're just so primed to be successful. And it is hard, like watching the Victoria's Secret models, not to just have a little bit of, um, I mean, jealousy is the best word to describe it, that, you know, there are just some people that are destined to end up in a certain situation where, you know, it's not what was me by any means. I'm doing what I love, but I'm like, God damn it. Like, you know, can a girl get a, can a girl get a Scotty Pippen, a little assist, a little help with the layup? I mean, it's a grind, baby. It's a grind. So I'm sure we'll see a lot of those Nepo babies on the red carpet. Um, but when you create your own opportunities, as I'm doing, not a flex, not a, um, not a brag. Sorry. My, my nose is a little itchy. Um, 
when you create your own, own opportunities, you too can have a red carpet. And I am personally gearing up for the second annual Golden Button Awards. Yes, this is the Two Buttons Deep style award show where we crown some of the best content pieces from our own world in the past year, as well as applaud our audience and fans and people that have participated in our content throughout the year from, you know, nominating uh, certain people to certain lists that we run and contests to submitting photos and dogs and all that kind of stuff. So that's coming up on January 26th. I'm probably the first person to say it out loud. We have not yet promoted the event, but it's really going to be an event for our insiders. So if you are an avid listener of the Button Needs to Show, but also closely follow Two Buttons Deep and you're interested in all of our antics and, you know, the sarcasm and silliness that comes with renting out a theater to host your own award show on a Thursday night in downtown Albany, let me know because we want everybody in the crowd to be people that are engaged with the content, see our vision, love what we're doing. You'll be able to come sit in person. It's free. But we got to know who you are to let you in the door, have you RSVP with us. And before then, anybody in the world that follows us can actually vote for the content. So you will have a chance over the next couple of weeks to see who our nominees are and participate in our own little Capital Region Award show, the Two Buttons Deep Second Annual Golden Button Awards presented by Miller Lite. My outfit is in that Rent the Runway bag right there. I am nervous about it. I... Do not have the spending money to go out and buy something extravagant. So that's one of the perks, obviously, of my Rent the Runway membership is that there's a ton of, you know, gala-like dresses in there. And the one thing when you go to an award show, especially if you're presenting, and this is, again, on a much smaller scale, I can't be totally crazy pattern, color. Like, I want to be in something that's just, like, sleek and chic so I don't deter. A lot of outfits don't physically look good on a red carpet, especially when that red carpet costs $24.99 from Amazon and is not the, you know, Ford Theater, Kodak Theater version. So um, I hope that dress fits and I hope I have time to try it on before I actually go tour our venue today, which is hopefully 99% the Madison Theater in Albany. So again, if you care, stay tuned, see how you can get a seat inside the theater or just stay tuned for um, the opportunity to vote and participate and obviously Uh, a few weeks after watch the clips and see how it all went down so I am manifesting Hollywood here even though I did not come from famous parents maybe one day my kids will be a Nepo baby that would be the goal okay next up the meat of the show today do I say that I think I've said that before the meat of the show is a really low blow for the beginning of the year for me and I'm calling it the 90 day dry spell (gasps) Dry? Taylor? Yeah, that's true. No, it's not sober January. No, it's not a 90-day abstinence movement. It is the fact that I just got my car back after the accident that happened on November 19th at Saratoga Winery. You know who you are if you hit my car. No, I'm just kidding. I hope they don't know the buttonista. I've not had a car that is mine for like six or seven weeks I've been driving a massive uh Nissan Armada which by the way now that I have my own car back I miss it dearly I love driving that goddamn boat and if you're wondering if I ended up on the bad parking list no I didn't that's a rumor not gonna comment on that in my Nissan Armada glad it wasn't my permanent car but not gonna comment can't confirm or deny 
when I went to Caliber Collision to pick up my car, obviously frustrations are running a little bit high. Didn't have a car for forever. Extended my uh, like Geico agreement. I was paying out of pocket in the first place because they gave me a big ass car. It's just been a very frustrating process that in the beginning I was like, oh, like I'm a chill girl. Like I don't care. Hit my car. Glad everybody's safe. But then when it's thousands, yes, thousands of dollars coming out of my own pocket for an accident that I had nothing to do with, I was going in there a little hot. I had to return the rental car. I had to get my car back. Immediately, I realized they did not fix my bumper, which I had a feeling was going to happen. They didn't notice it. So now I got to go back for that, blah, blah, blah. So they're running over everything with me, the cost, this, that. But my heart stopped when they told me this one thing. It's the most shocking thing I've ever heard post-accident getting your car repaired because I simply didn't know this was a thing. They told me with a straight-ass face that I cannot get my car washed for 90 days. Are you effing high on drugs? Are you high on drugs? Do they not know who I am? And no, I don't mean Taylor Miriam Rayo. No, I don't mean the buttonista. I mean, don't they know I am an unlimited girl in an unlimited world? The paint is not fully cured. What is it? Charcuterie? Is this a salami? And if I go to a car wash that has, you know, brushes and bristles and whistles and bells and all this shit, it could potentially scrape all of the new paint jobs that I had to get. I had to get a new front bumper, a new like side plate. They had to refinish my whole wheel. I had to get a brand new door. And all of that hard work could go to waste if I... I'm sick and tired of having dirty car, dirty shame and need to go get a car wash. I am appalled. I've never had such a dry spell in my life. And if I have, this is the one I look forward to the least. I mean, he was like, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm saying you shouldn't do it. I'm just devastated. And this is not because we work with Hoffman Car Wash, which, you know, you probably know that we do. I just genuinely love the car wash. It's a little moment of zen. It's a fun errand. It's like two seconds of peace in your day. Not unlimited membership. I do it whenever I want. Pretty much any time I drive by a Hoffman. And this is the worst effing time of year to not have a car wash. You're getting salt on your jacket, on your bag. You have snow if it ever snows underneath the car. I'm just so upset by this. Like the fact that it's already inconvenienced my life for six plus weeks. And the fact that now I have to drive around with a dirty ass car just so I don't scratch the paint that they were supposed to fix. It's so unfair. It's a champagne problem, baby, but it's a problem. It is a red alert. I'm getting so heated I needed to take a sip because I'm just so upset by this news. And I hope that nobody has any car accidents in the future because it really just unravels so much unnecessary like time and energy. I really liked my bigger car. Was I the best at driving it and parking it? I'm not going to comment, but now I miss it. I feel like I'm seeing that car everywhere. I have a nice car. It's fine, but now I'm just, I just feel out of sorts. Like I just have to get readjusted. And the one thing that would have like helped with that readjustment period was still being able to go to the car wash whenever I wanted. So I am taking it personally. It is an attack on me and I'll let you know how the next 90 days go, you know? I don't know if I can do this type of dry spell. I don't have the uh, mental bandwidth. I don't have the fortitude. I don't have 
uh, you know, the the strength to stay away from a Hoffman car wash when I see one. So pour one out for me. Go get a car wash in my honor, and uh, I'll let you know how it goes. I have a feeling that I'm going to have to break break that little truce. And they don't even have – there's like one touch-free Hoffman car wash, and it's in uh, on Central Ave, and I'm pretty sure they don't take the unlimited membership for whatever reason because sometimes I roll up there and I just don't think they have one of those sensors. So whatever, whatever. Last but not least, let's just run through five really random, really quick things. This is brought to you by Melio. Now's the time of year to put on that Hulu, that award show, that Buttonista podcast, why don't you? And order a little takeout from Melio. Melio Delivery is the easiest app. It supports local restaurants, local drivers, and there's just an added value of TLC. It's like going through a car wash with bells and whistles and Uh, bristles and thistles or whatever. I mean, they just deliver it to your door with such a special touch and care. It's hot, it's fresh, and there's really no better way because you earn Milio Moolah with every purchase. I ordered some sushi over the weekend. I was feeling um, a little unwell, and I had $3.16 in Milio Moolah. I swiped it over, cashed that baby in, covered some of my tip for my driver. Of course, I like to give big tip energy, and it was here in under 30 minutes. So highly recommend using Melio if you don't already. It is the best app, especially when you're just having a cozy night in and you don't want to go out there in the cold. You don't want to have dirty car, dirty shame. You just want to have a little sneaky cheeky delivery brought to your door. All right. Number one, if you do anything for me besides like review the show, give me a little five stars on Spotify or Apple, it is to give cottage cheese a chance. Would you, kind listener, give cottage cheese a chance? I get in like weird funks with it. I used to like the cottage cheese fat-free. Great if you're doing like a macro diet or just watching what you eat in general. Fat-free cottage cheese with pineapple. Just a nice little snack. Just spoon that thing into your mouth. Just a little spoon feed baby cottage cheese. Love it. Now I'm into the chive with like the Dave's like seed bread. So again, a little lower calorie trying to do a healthy breakfast to start the day. Dave's Good Bread Seed, 70 calories, cottage cheese with chive, lots of cracked pepper, and you got it, full circle moment, squeeze that fresh lemon on it, and a little maybe just a couple like uh, fresh tomatoes, just chop up some like cherry tomatoes, I like the the yellow, red, like that little medley, if you will, mwah, A plus breakfast, I feel like cottage cheese falls into the hard boiled egg category, tuna salad category, don't be ashamed, We work from home now. We don't have colleagues. We don't need to put that stuff in the office freezer. We don't need to let it go bad. We can eat it in peace without shame. Give cottage cheese a chance. Number two, um, I have a new undercover buttonista video that's coming out this week with CDTA where I learn to drive a 40-foot public transportation bus And I love this series. It's one of my favorite things that I get to do for Two Buttons Deep, where I get to kind of experience different jobs and careers, go behind the scenes, and just have a lot of fun with it. Put my personality and quirkiness into jobs that most of them so far have been ones that I've actually been really interested in and wondered if I could ever do. I have so much respect for bus drivers just from like their patience and cool, calm, and collectedness, dealing with passengers to being able to make super wide turns, parallel park, all that fun stuff. So stay tuned for that video coming out this week. But second to that, a 2A, or in this case, number three, since we got to run, 
is I have another series that I'm manifesting or something that maybe I could just do on my page is I really want to bring back the Mythbusters. I really want to try popular trends that most people find out about on TikTok and I find out about on Instagram three weeks later and just like debunk them. I'm so sick of reading articles and getting FOMO and feeling like, you know, oh my God, this thing changed my life. And then me trying it and feeling like I can tell absolutely no difference at all, feel a placebo, but then still have that FOMO of like, oh my God, could I actually look like a Victoria's Secret model, Giselle, Gigi, Bella, Olivia, whoever, could I look like them if I just took a shot of apple cider gir- apple cider vinegar every morning? Could I look like them if I, you know, boiled my avocados like my dad? Could I look like them if I took an ice bath, did grounding where I freaking stick my feet on the cold video idea to try? The problem is a lot of them you have to do for a certain amount of time. So I'd probably have to like you know, give it a trial period and then give my thoughts. And I don't want to debunk everything. I mean, I don't, I'm not going into it like, you know, saying I don't believe in it and I don't think anything's going to change. But I just think there's so much um, of a culture now around these like quick hacks and things that will improve your life dramatically. But like, do they really in the long term? And which of those things are worth sticking out for the long haul, telling your friends and family about ranting and raving, intermittent fasting, like all that kind of stuff. So I'm manifesting being a myth buster. Number four, um, there is a positive social media app that just came out, speaking of pressure and culture and things like that. I saw a story on it this morning. I think it's called the Gas app, which if I told my mom, she would definitely start giggling. Um, So that's the kind of gas that she would think of. When I think of gas app, I think of the Upside app that you can use to save money when you purchase simple things like gasoline, get cash right back in your pocket. But this is like the gas, like the Gen Z gas, like gassing you up, which again, just sounds weird. But they actually have created an app that is meant to give people positive reinforcement and feedback comments from their peers on social media. I just wanted to throw that out there. If you have kids, if you struggle with that kind of stuff in your own household, I hope it takes off. You know, this could be, you know, a very select group of students that are drawn to something like this. But I do love the idea that there's like these smaller segmented apps that are being created to promote positivity or just fill a different niche. I mean, when I was at my dad's wedding a couple weeks ago, my aunt told me about like three right wing conservative apps that she uses and she stays off Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but she's got a whole suite of conservative apps that I did not know about. Auntie Denise, you do you. Um, Number five, really quick. Don't, this is just a PSA. I know I'm really big on PSAs. You're not too cool to wear gloves. I have my own thoughts and opinions about umbrellas, things like that, but I've been really adamant on getting my 10,000 steps each day, especially when it comes to that afternoon dog walk, also manifesting half marathon if you listen to the last episode of 2022. But it's so easy to just say like, I'm not going on that walk. It's too cold. But I've watched enough dog videos to know that taking your dog for a walk really is the best part of its day. For me, after a gym sesh or just a general, you know, housekeeping meetings, out and aboutness, that dog walk is my guarantee to getting 10,000 steps. And when I put my phone away, which I really should, I walk on a main road, have my AirPods in. It's okay to toss in some gloves, baby. 
Sure, they have the little keypad or whatever, the little thing so your fingers work. I don't think that really works. But hats and gloves to channel my own mom are so key in the winter. A, when you don't want to do your hair, you need a little beanie, baseball hat. Uh, I want to wear a fuzzy bucket hat before the year is over. And with that also, just so you know, I don't really think the one hat rule applies in the winter. I think like when I say that, I'm talking like trackside, girls dinner, that kind of thing. But when you're out and bundling up ski slopes, you know, ice bar, whatever, it's okay to all wear hats. They're probably all going to be different. They're all going to look different. It's not the same like fedora-ish style. So just a reminder, wear your hats and gloves. It's finally getting colder. And I don't, I used to think gloves look creepy, but now I think they're kind of nice. I might actually wear gloves with my evening gown that's going to arrive, that has arrived during this podcast. And you know what? That's all I have for you today. So I will see you next Tuesday. Thank you so much. I did mention if you want to leave a review for the show, leave a review for the show. You don't have to write a love letter, long drawn out comments, but if you listen and you have not given me a review, please do that on whatever streaming service you listen, Apple and Spotify are the big ones, but that would really mean a lot to me. We have a decent number right now, in my opinion, but let's try to see if we get that up. Introduce your friends to the show. Tell me what I can do to improve. Give me ideas, questions. I know I'm putting a lot of work on you at the end here, but I just did all the talking and I'm here for you. Like Drew Barrymore says, this show is made for you. So enjoy it, own it, and I will see you next Tuesday.